Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. It is almost 2019. Like, less than 24 hours away if you're listening to this on launch day. Oh, yeah. So, on we're going day. to <laughs> relaunch day. Yes. Yeah. So, this is a From the Vault episode. So, we are going to give you a short intro to our best nine episode from 2017 with some info about 2009. No. Oh, my God. 2009? <laughs> I wow. thought about that this morning that that was 10 years ago what was i doing in 2009 oh Oh, i met jeff in 2009 wow that's a major year marker yeah um that's when i started working at the census that was my first no my god it wasn't my first yeah it was my first real grown-up job where i worked like 80 hours a week wow um yeah so guys what happened to you in 2009 So Best Nine, 2018. Um, if you don't know what Best Nine is, we go into it like a million times in the show. Yeah. But it's this thing on Instagram where it is an oh my god! So it's an app now. It's a thing on the. It's a thing on the internet. It's a <laughs> website. It's it pulls your most liked photos from Instagram and puts it into a nine photo grid so you can share it on Instagram as a square photo. Last year when we when this came out as our episode five, we felt like, ooh, maybe some people don't know about this. But like, I think people know about this now. Like it's blown up my Instagram feed all week long. Like people are just so excited for this. It kind of makes me a little cuckoo, but that's why we wanted to talk about this a year ago. And then what we noted, hold on, my cat is eating string. Will you get all my December daily stuff is here. Okay, sorry. Um, oh, so like a year ago, when this was episode five that we did, um, it was like our first real relevant commentary show. Because we did the intro, my story, your story, and then one little word, which is very crafty. This was the first like, how to resourcefully woman in the world today with this in her face like think about it yeah because a lot of times this is a thing of like well these are the best photos of the year and we wanted to say like uh screw that you pick your best nine photos of the year and make your true best nine um so i want to jump right in and say like there's so much to talk about, and we talk about it so much in the episode. So I, right now, I want to talk about what is Amanda. Did you do your two photos? Do you have your best nine for this year and your true best nine for this year? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to post mine. So mine are going to be, po- as of this episode, mine are already posted on Instagram. My best nine and my true best nine. How do you feel about yours? My Now, well, this year... I wasn't wrapped up in happy planner land and I wasn't wrapped up in, you know, posting a product to promote myself or I was very, we know from this podcast (laughs) this year, struggling and kind of, it was a very pullback year and I was posting things that I needed or it, it was a weird posting year for me because I was struggling. So when I looked at my best nine that was generated, um, you know, my most popular haiku from my 100 Days of Haiku made it. Um, Oh, which one was that? 
losing followers is way better than losing yourself to keep them. Yes. Which ties so nicely into this episode because it I was so does it so does because I was listening back to episode five that we're relaunching from the vault today and I you know I feel like I we say at the beginning of that episode that that social media has us in a chokehold and that there's no escaping it like that was my viewpoint a year ago about social media and then fast forward a year you know we've interviewed so many women We've cracked open, like for me, which I talked about in our anniversary episode a few weeks ago, about how the biggest lesson for me is that it's all about, you know, how we prioritize, like reprioritizing in our brain. Like that's what this year's done for me. Like we talked to Nicole Reeves, who completely deleted Instagram from her life. And like that can happen too. Like so, so anyway, so when you ask me when I looked at my generated best nine, it was just this like shallow kind of, I kind of got it, but I was like, eh, like it just, it didn't hit me in the way, like in the past, the one that you'll hear on this episode, like it was all very product based and we talked about branding and, and how that influences things, but there really wasn't a rhyme or reason to my generated best nine. It was just like, yeah, mine is all stuff stuff. It was just stuff. Yeah. It's stuff. It's I'm mine is my my one is our pouch, the pouch that we have mm. on in the merch shop. It's the first page of my workbook with uh, my name in it that I did for 100 Days of All About Me with stickers. One is uh, a layout, uh, a, a flat lay of a bunch of mini books. One is the book Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat that I did a big <laughs> blog post of. And I'm like, you have to watch this television yeah. show. It's amazing. And for some reason, like, that is the most one of my most popular Instagram posts. I, I'm guessing it's because of hashtags, and I'm like, yeah, we talk sure. about all the reasons in the show. Yeah, uh, one is my "Nevertheless, she persisted" stamped like I literally stamped the words "Nevertheless, she persisted" on a white sheet of cardstock. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, one is a drawing that someone else did of one of my Thursday threes. Mm-hmm. That I reposted. One is a stamped Statue of Liberty. And I made some type of. I'm sure some. I'm sure that the. The the caption. Was political in some way. And that's the thing that people were liking. Or commenting on. Yeah. And then one is just of my desk. Like a desk shot. Like a, a backed up desk shot. I do love your desk shots. Um, I do too. I need to post more of them. <laughs> But it's just stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, like, I know we talk about this a ton later, but, like, the stuff that gets the likes is the mindless stuff. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, that's something, you know, that's why people go on Instagram. That's why, like... For those of us have who have iOS 12 on the on the iPhone, that's why we have 55 minutes of Instagram every day, <laughs> because we need that mindless. Oh, okay. I need to. It's it's. Oh my God! Please don't hate me, everyone. It's like the poor man's version of meditation. I get that. And like, you need to drown everything out sometimes. So it's like, okay. Click, scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah. 
And it doesn't have to be that way all the time. I'm not saying it is that way for everyone. And, like, we all really try to put good content out there sometimes. Yeah. But also, sometimes Instagram really does need to be that mindless thing. Sure. Because we love the pretty pictures. We love the stuff. And also, like, I really like that nevertheless she persisted that I stamped. It was hanging up somewhere. Sure. But also, like, it's not that deep. You know what? I think I get tripped up on best nine because I think of those things that are generated and like the most and captured and popular as good and valuable but not the best I think I get very hung up on the semantics of best I think (laughs) that's so true yeah that's such a good point yeah so I think that's my literary word brain needs the right word and maybe best isn't the right word but like you know most popular Right. Or like trendy nine. Trendy is so good. Yeah. Like trendy nine. And we talk about that in the episode. But like I relate the whole experience a year later, listening back on our episode a year ago and like with a new brain as like, okay, I watched A Star is Born over this vacation, right? Did you see it? Not yet. Okay. I know I need to. Yeah. I mean, I needed to, but now I think like you don't need to. Like, you know, there it. Well, here's here's my point. So when you go on the Best Nine website, which we link and you know to generate and blah blah blah, I went on it, and as you scroll, it says, "Ooh, look at the Best Nine of like Selena Gomez and Kylie Jenner and Ariana Grande and Beyonce," and they're like, literally, it says like they've had 900 million plus likes, right? And you look at that and you're just like, okay, fake face, like pop star, like, like, I don't know. It's just like the fact that Best Nine is saying, here's what the creme de la creme of what like people want to see. Like, I'm just like, what are we doing? Right? So then it wraps me back into talking about A Star is Born. I watched this movie And I don't want to give spoilers, right? So I'm not going to say the ending. But, you know, the beginning was so... The first, like, 20 minutes is so engaging. And Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are just, like, they're so good. Like, they were so good in the movie. They were not the issue. It's just the movie in and of itself. Like, as it unfolds, it loses all the richness that the first 20 minutes has. And as it's going, you're just like wait a minute, why did she want to, like, they take Lady Gaga, who's, who's like, this, uh, this, like, super talent, and he discovers her, and they're this raw, again, we talked about this in the podcast, like, so many times, like, this raw, guttural talent, like, oh, my God, they, they're together, they're just doing this thing low-key, and it's amazing, to then, like, an agent picking her up, she, like, dyes her hair this weird, like, fifth element orange, and then the movie just plays out, like, her completely selling out, but winning awards and getting popular, and, like, she's rising to the stuff and she's a star and then like a tragic ending and the movie's done like it just I'm just like wait a minute like why did it have to go that way and like I don't get that she started making music that wasn't good but she started winning awards because she was just pop- like it just all kind of themed into what for me like best is nine- wrong with everything yeah I'm just like I'm like <laughs> yeah I'm well it, like- it's it's so it was originally with uh with Babs with Barbara Streisand. I, I need to and watch so it's the a, original, I think. It's a tragic, it is a tragic, tragic, tragic story. But and in the way that sad, I was like, huh? Yeah, like, no, it's it's just like effed up. But it wasn't poignantly tragic. It was like 
confusingly tragic. Yeah? Yeah. No, now, now I really need to see it. Yeah, um, I was just like, is that what the ending is? And then, like, credits rolled. <laughs> oh, man, I was like, really anyway, is. like, that's what I feel like. So I think if we, we can escape, you know, the chokehold that social media has on us, if we start to reprioritize our brain, which is what the podcast has been about this whole year. And like recently, I have to reference this Emily McDowell, which we might need to get on the show because I love her. She's like literally the best person in the entire world. Talk about poignant. She is like, like on the money. She recently posted this lettering post that said, the patriarchy needs the beauty standard because when we're focused on getting a beach body, we're too busy to think about burning it all down. And then in her caption, she said, um, 2018's Instagram greatest hits week continues. The smartest and most efficient way for the, patri- for the patriarchy to neutralize women's power is to condition us to believe we're not enough. And I think that is like the summation of best night. Like when you look at what your best night is like, or, or even, like, what Best Nine highlights, like, Beyonce and, and Kylie fucking Jenner fake face. Or, like, or like I don't know, Ariana right. Grande. Like, they're trying to make you feel that the stuff that makes up your life, even your own feet, like, is not enough. Like, that makes you not enough. And it just makes you feel, like, down. Like, like it keeps you down. And I think we need to reprioritize what is valuable and best about our lives as humans. <laughs> I totally agree. And the thing is, and I, to- we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago about how I am not taking enough photos. And this is one of the reasons why, because I yeah. feel like I, I don't take enough photos and I don't share enough photos because I don't think they're good enough. Right. And that's bullshit. Yeah. It's such bullshit. And so I need to take more photos and I need to use Instagram as a tool to help me take more photos because it is a tool. It's a tool that, lets me take and share photos with my friends yeah and my true best nine which is the term that we came up with for our true best nine love it my true best nine is amazing my true best nine has the photo that we took together um in uh paper presentation Mm -hmm. it has a photo that i took of the fair that has like neon lights and it's nighttime, and so the background's blue, and the grass looks like a neon green, and it's, like, amazing. I have – so the next picture I have is from the State Fair, and it has all the neon lights of the Ferris wheel and the rides, and it has this dark, deep blue, black sky, and the grass is, like, neon green. And then I have the picture of all of us from Awesome Ladies Live so with good. me and a selfie. And, like, the thing is, is I looked back, and I should have, like, ten pictures of us at Awesome Ladies Live – And I should have so many more pictures, but I just didn't. And I feel like, oh, well, people don't want to see 10 pictures from Awesome Ladies Live. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I should just be putting them because I want to put them on there. Yeah. Um, And I have a picture. I have another picture of all of my tomatoes, which I had on my True Best Nine from last year. And I have uh, this gorgeous picture of a fall tree with the leaves on the ground that I took when I went to go vote, which is like, I mean, literally the perfect epitome of fall to me. I have one of my Thursday threes. I think it's one of my favorite Thursday threes. I have a picture of the three baby deer. The deer. I saw that. I know. So good. <laughs> um, I have a picture of me and Megan. And I have a picture of my stuffed pig, Piggy. Like, <laughs> these are my true best nine. Like, this yeah. is the best of my year. Yeah. And I think, like, 
what you're saying about like taking more photos because I think like what best nine or what the problem tends to be is that best nine we talk about this in the episode but best nine like highlights what people are liking that you put out and then you feel almost like this opportunistic drive to take advantage of what could gain you more popular like I feel like we as a culture are seeing how people are making a living at social media or making a living working from home and doing this like, you know, influencer culture type thing. And it's almost counterintuitive for us to go, like to not say, oh, I see them doing it. I could take advantage of that. What an opportunity this this tool gives me, blah, 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 blah. But then it wraps back to like my haiku that says, you know, it's better, you know, what did I say? Losing followers is way better than losing yourself to keep them. I feel like people keep trying to grasp on these followers, but they're losing like what, at the end of the day is going to keep you sane and whole and and okay like that's what kind of I think happened to me this year like I went on the anxiety deep end because I I was waiting for all these external things to fill me up again that just weren't there so I've just been such deep diving this year that I realized at the core hasn't you know of of what so I'm getting off on a tangent, but I think what you're saying is the opportunity that we should try to be seizing is what we talk about in the episode. What you just said is like, use it as a means to an end. So like my true best nine is all people related. Every single one is like, one is my mom's 60th birthday and getting to do that for her. Like my cat Alejandro this year started like asking me for hug parties. Like he'd jump up on the, on the tree and like peek over. And like, so I, I captured that one day and like, I love that he started doing that. One's on the best date me and John had this year. Like I just want to remember it forever. So, and then me and you in the photo booth and my cousin Raylan and talking and walking and swimming and like being an almost two year old this year. And then one is uh, Ali Edwards in her episode. And like, I'm like, every time I was able to connect to something or someone that I love and that's been in my life, like that is, so I use it as an opportunity to capture those moments. So instead of being opportunistic and saying, how can I lose myself to gain more followers? It's like, how could you find yourself and what fills your life? Yes. So and I think that that's, Yeah. yeah. I think that's what I want more of in 2019. Yeah, me too. And so I think let's head over to the episode with that in mind. And thanks for listening to our intro and head over. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, guys, long intro. Our long intro. <laughs> this is how long, long we've intro. always wanted to make episodes. So maybe we should just call them intros and then they could be a short episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. <laughs> This is our plan. 20-minute episodes yeah. <laughs> that end up being one hour and literally one hour. I love so, it. So welcome to the episode that is an intro that is an episode. And <laughs> here is from the vault, best nine. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale. And we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. So a few days left of the year, Kristen. What are we going to do? Um, that's a really good question. 
I like legit can't believe it. I mean, everybody says that, but how is I'm it? I'm ready for this one to be over. <laughs> yeah. Are you? I totally am. This one was, uh, this year was weird. This year was weird. Weird is an excellent description. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I feel like, you know, jumping right into it, we're going to be talking about how social media is weird in this episode. And I just feel like 2017 for me was the year that I actually realized how social media like has us in a chokehold. And I don't really mean that in a bad way, just how it literally is the way <laughs> that the world is communicating. And this year I realized there's basically no escaping it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's, legit no way of escaping it yeah and I mean I did social media for the happy planner three years ago like I started but even though that was my job I still didn't feel like it was this all-encompassing like monster and again I don't necessarily mean an evil monster like the monsters like monsters Inc. kind of monster but it's still this giant monster in our lives that you can't really ignore any longer yeah it's well it's funny how it's become and like I say become as if it's like this thing that hasn't always existed mm -hmm. and like we talk about it as social media because everyone has like this piece of it available to them right now but it is just like this outgrowth of media itself you're right and like um I think we'll get we'll get more into it later um, yeah, when we yeah. talk about uh, best nine, our our topic that we're going to be talking about a lot today, um, and For how sure. uh, companies and corporations are using best nine, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to jump into this. Yeah, go so, yeah, for it. But I mean, but I mean. I don't know. I just feel like we've eaten the red pill and we're all aware that we're trapped inside the matrix. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like, which I will definitely link into the show notes, that scene from the matrix when he's like, red pill, blue pill. Like you could either check out or understand that you're in this matrix and what this means. And I think that's kind of where we're at going into 2018. We're in this matrix. And I think he said in that scene, we're born to bondage. Like, I kind of feel that way about children being born now. Like, they're going to be born into this culture. Absolutely. It's uh. really funny. Um, my friend Megan has uh, three adorable little children. And uh, she was uh, away uh, from them one day. And uh, she called them on a regular telephone to talk to them. And her kids thought that it was broken because they couldn't see her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god born to bondage i'm telling it's you it's hilarious. great it's great but it's crazy yeah so all right kristen so i don't know if you know this but there's this little app it's called instagram i don't know if you've heard of it but um i think it's gonna catch on it uh it it, it just might <laughs> so yeah so this little app called instagram they do this phenomenon now i'm sure you've guys seen it listening these past few weeks. I'm sure we're going to see it blowing up this week, being that we're like a few days from New Year's. But it's this phenomenon called hashtag 2017 best nine. So it's called best nine. And the whole premise is, um, well, you can find, what, 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 what would we say about it? I guess you can go on the website. The website's where it originates, right? You yeah, I found out so much weird stuff when I was, like, researching for this episode. It's so weird. Like, 
I mean, I know we talked about social media being weird and like, that's like surface weird. Like, you know, everyone's yeah, a little bit yeah. weird, but like some of this was like weird, weird. So it started out as a dating app. Like, no, Best like in, in, yeah, like in all seriousness, like they wanted to be a dating app and like they used Best Nine as like a viral marketing way to get people on their dating app. And then it turned out that, like, no one wanted their stupid dating app and everyone just wanted their best nine Instagram photos. So it just stayed as, like, best nine. Um, That's so interesting. Is, How right? would it have even been a dating app? I don't understand. Yeah, no, I don't think they really had a plan. So <laughs> it was just, like, step one. We have best nine photographs on Instagram. And then step two never really happened. So <laughs> it's just... <laughs> That's just what we're at. Um, so you know, That's if you, awesome. um, I'll have a, I'll have a link to the, uh, the article that I found in, uh, in the show notes that will cool. tell you more about it. But that's, um, that's hilarious. And so, uh, Best Nine, two thousand sixteen was when Best Nine blew up in the first place. And so, uh, when I was doing some research about the episode, the only actual, uh, posts that exist this year are how to do your best nine 2017 no one's talking about like no one's talking about this critically no one's talking about like why does this exist no one's talking mm -hmm. about like what does this mean mm -hmm. and like no one is talking about the thing that we want to talk about no one is talking about like what does it mean to have a best nine like what what sure. are your best nine how does it come up with these numbers like what are they like who decides them and like what do the best nine photos signify and like for sure because it's definitely weird. it felt weird and and i think this is why i'm so excited about this conversation and why it's so interesting so basically what you're called to do in order to get a best nine is to go on this website 2017 best nine all spelled out dot com so it's 2017 the numbers best nine spelled out.com and then you type in your instagram handle and then your best nine quote unquote which is basically your most popular kind of nine yeah. photos from the year pop up so do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah but also they make you wait like like it generates it for you yeah. and yeah. like it tells you oh yeah you know like we're really popular now so like maybe you're gonna have to wait like 10 minutes oh yeah <laughs> and does. like i mean <laughs> Like, let's and you're be like honest. checking your internet speed. And you're like... uh, yeah, I mean, we know how fast the internet is, guys. <laughs> if you want to like take the Instagram algorithm and figure out like how many likes someone has on their pictures, I... if you want to spend enough money to like make that go faster and make it so that it doesn't take time or like you you can make it happen. You don't need to make people wait. And then you don't need to, like, put it on the website saying, oh, you know, we're really popular and, like, you know, you've waited so long, so, like, now you're at the back of the list and, uh, you know, you know you're just going to have to wait. Right, exactly. That is funny. You know, that is funny. So you have don't, a Don't go with... do something else. You know, you, you're just going to have to wait. And, you know, if you go out and, like, I don't know, make yourself lunch or, like, do actual work, something that's... I mean, like, on the list of important things in your life, your best nine photographs, I mean, and, like, let's be honest, if you're on Instagram and, like, you give even, like, half a shit about Instagram, you know what your best nine are or your best ten. You know what photos did well. Like, you have a general idea of, like, which photos did, like, what good photos are. Like, 
For you know sure. what your best photos are, and you know what your not so good photos are. And we're gonna get into it later in the show. Like your best nine for your personal self, like that matters so much more. For sure. And it's so funny because like you seem to have an issue even with how the best nine website takes you through the process of finding your best nine, <laughs> which was hysterical. <laughs> but I mean when we were talking about like this episode and wanting to put it out there. For me, what I kind of was was posing to you and you were like, yes, like, so what you do is you plug in your best nine, they make you wait, <laughs> the pretentious bastards they are, <laughs> but no, and then these nine photos flash up and now I think it's crazy interesting how you and me had a different experience seeing our best nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so my experience with... Um, just the best nine is so what ended up popping up for me was seven of the nine was happy planner based <laughs> and um two of the nine were from birthday post which were styled like at home photo shoots that I kind of did for myself with props held up and like my caption was about like how I don't know what's going on at this point in my life and this birthday hit me funny so it was interesting to see kind of what seemed to resonate or what seemed from all the content that I put out had value. Um, And then what happens, I think, when you look at your best nine, and this is what I've been noticing by people that have been posting best nine, is they kind of go, well, I guess you guys liked ABC and I guess more ABC will be going on in 2018. And it was just a weird, it's almost like everybody's knee-jerk reaction that they they look at their best nine what instagram says is the most popular what numbers say are the most popular and they feel like i guess this is it like this is what i'm important for like that's almost the tone in their voice and i feel like it's important to talk about this because something as simple as this silly hashtag and this silly website is playing into our psyche And not just in like a, like, I feel like it could be, oh, reminiscing down memory lane, like these nine from the year, like how sweet, like it's not just a reminiscing. It's, it's more like a placing value on the content that it's reminiscing. So it's not just being nostalgic. It's actually, you know, shaping how we're gearing up ourselves to be portrayed. Yeah. I think you're spot on. I think that that's, yes and like, so that's. I'm going to go back to, like, what I was saying earlier with, like, Mm -hmm. why the hell isn't anyone doing any media criticism on this? Like, why does everyone, like, social media companies, fashion companies, literally, like, women.com, everyone is doing this how to go, no no one needs, there doesn't need to be 150 posts, blog posts on the internet with go to 2017best9.com and type in your Instagram username. I mean... That's like literally the simplest one direction how to in the entire world. That's like if you have an audience and you need to like you want to give that information to your audience and tell them how to create their own PES 9, I totally get that. We're doing that right now. Like Mm -hmm. that's a service, it's important, but like I wanted to do some research on this. I wanted to like tell our ladies some stuff. I wanted to like be informative and no one else wants to do that. Like, why? Right. is it because that's people okay feel... we'll be the first <laughs> no, do, do, do people feel guilty like 
I, I don't I, think it's a guilt thing. I think it's a trend issue. When things become a trend, people just feel an un, like there's no questioning it. It's just like, oh, here's what everyone's doing. Okay. Like, which is okay. You know, for something as harmless as a best nine, yes. But when it becomes something that we use to place value on ourselves, then I think, no, it shouldn't be so, let me keep on going with it. You know, it, it, I totally think it's a harmless activity if until it becomes not harmless. Yes. Until it becomes this psyche inducing, like how we decide to shape things. Should you be tailoring your content to the nine things that your followers like the most? So like for some people, the answer is going to be yes. Like if you are, like if you're anthropology and you know, you want to sell gorgeous bohemian things to gorgeous bohemian women and everyone else then like sure go and look at your best nine and i'm sure those nine things are going to sell the most and tell your buyers to go find things that look like those and your sales will go up but like for sure i think it's inform like it's informative data no matter what totally use it so yeah so in that way i think it's awesome in a reminiscing kind of way to look back on some of the things you post i think it's awesome but like um, even me like go ahead you if your best mind is not in alignment with your vision for yourself then like fuck those photos like just fuck them they're not if that photo isn't you then that's part not part of your best nine like it might be well, part of what's... instagram's vision of your right. best nine but like instagram's vision for your life is not your life and like nor will it ever be your life and like I mean, you don't work for Instagram. Like, you're not getting any money from Instagram. Sure. So, like, don't let Instagram's vision for your life be your life. You need to be authentic to yourself. The best for and, sure. like, if you even if you want to gain followers on Instagram, the best way to gain followers on Instagram is to be authentic. You don't want like Russian porno spam bot followers. <laughs> you want crafty ass females who are interested in what you have to do and what you have to say and the gorgeous things that you have to make because like that's how you get engagement. That's how you make friends. Like who cares if you have 10,000 followers if like no one likes your shit. If like when you post a gorgeous scrapbook page or you're like amazing you know, gorgeous photos if, like, no one tells you, like, meaningful comments. Like, Mm -hmm. the reason that we're creatives is because it, it, it makes us feel things. We're inspired and we get something more out of it. You know, it's not really things that we get to put into words. And so we don't, you know, the numbers game isn't what we're here for. And for sure. And, and sure, it, it means something when you have, you know, 10,000 followers or whatever. But, but those things only matter because you are getting genuine comments and genuine discussion and genuine interest and input and inspiration. Well, what's so confusing, I think, is that although it seemed like Instagram is getting their information from those crafty ass female viewers that end up liking so you want to resonate with that audience so it's almost like a catch-22 where you think if I want to do more resonating I have to do more of what this 
algorithm is telling me. And I, and I even felt that when I saw mine and I'm like, oh, even still, because my 2016 best nine was all happy planner. Like it didn't even incorporate anything else. It was strictly pages and everything having to do with the product, which I completely understand. I'm never going to take away the value that that product gives to people. And I'm so proud of you know, my input with the price. So, so it's not something I'm ashamed of. It's just something I found myself saying, I guess they liked all this stuff, or I guess I should do more of this for them. And like, I started saying like, what, who are these, they, and who are these them? And yes, it might be people that are vested in me and love my work, which I'm grateful for and proud of, but I wouldn't exactly call that content the best of my content, right? So, or what were my true best moments of the year? So that's, yeah, that's kind of where I want to. Well, I want to stop you first yeah, because you keep talking about they and them and all of these things, but the Instagram algorithm is designed to make people stay on Instagram for as long as possible so that they can sell you ads. And so I want to talk for a minute about how they come up with the Instagram best nine. How does 2017best9.com come up with best nine? For sure. You did a lot of research on this. I did because I think it's really important that we talk about, you know, because we we get caught up in this. This is emotional for us. Mm -hmm. This is like, you know, why do people, you know, why do all of these people out there you know, these people that we are creating content for. Right. Yes, exactly. Them and they. How do they... How do, how do, why are these nine photos the most liked photos? And before we start getting emotionally invested in all of these things, I want to break down why these photos get the most likes. And so the best nine is a poll of your most liked photos over the last 365 days. So if you went and put your name in on December 1st, um, your best nine could be different than if you put your name in on December 31st. Oh, um, I was thinking that. Like mine are different because uh, my mm. best nine skews very, very, very recently, which I want to talk about a little bit later. Um, but it is a poll of your most liked photos over the last 365 days. And uh, that has a lot to do with the Instagram al- algorithm itself. So I want to spend a couple minutes discussing that and what Instagram is willing to say about their algorithm, at least publicly. So mm-hmm. first, it's about um, how much engagement you get. So posts with a lot of engagement will do better than posts without a lot of engagement. And so the most important thing is about how quickly you get that engagement. So Instagram will send out your post to a small amount of your followers very quickly. And if you get a lot of engagement on that post quickly, they will send out that post to more of your followers. And the better your post does early, the higher up it will show in people's feeds, the more likely it'll show up higher in hashtags, the higher it'll show up in the explore feed. Um, So this makes the timing of your posts super, super, super important. So if you post your photos when like most of your followers are online and they like hit like, or they like, they have post notifications on or have any comments on and they comment or like or anything in the first like 15, 30 or 60 minute window of you posting that tells Instagram, oh, this post is extra good. And like it gets sent to like the extra good, like I imagine it like a series of tubes or like a flow chart. (laughs) 
and it sends it to like the extra important tube or the extra important part of the flow chart mm. and um that tells instagram oh good and a lot of this is based on your own content or content that's similar to yours so if your post does better than your average posts which um if you have your instagram account uh like if you have a business account or if you have a what are they called insights turned on Instagram mm -hmm. tells you like to promote your posts constantly and it'll give you these little uh I don't even know what to call them like pop-up boxes on your account that says this post is doing better than you know like 50% of your other posts or 85% of your other posts if you want it to do even better mm. you should promote it um second it's also important how much time people are spending on your individual posts so if people spend an average of 15 seconds on each of your posts and then your post goes up and your persons, your people are spending 30 seconds on that post, that tells Instagram, oh, this post is even better. So again, that'll go into, you know, the second best, you know, what did we say? A tube or flowchart. Um, the longer people spend on your content, the higher it ranks in the algorithm. So also, if you engage with accounts regularly, uh, especially if you have notifications on for those accounts. This is blowing my mind. <laughs> I know. I, was, I mean, I could talk about this like for like hours. So like if you engage with accounts regularly, you're more likely to see their photos. So like me and you, we see each other's photos constantly because we're mm -hmm. constantly commenting back and forth. I'm likely to see every single thing you post and you're likely to see every single thing I post no matter what. You know, Amy Tangerine was commenting about this a couple weeks ago, how her Instagram algorithm was all off. Like her mom wasn't even seeing some of her posts. Like, mm -hmm. what the hell? It just blows my mind how it started as this one objective to get people to share photos in a, like, or share content in a visual way and has become this twisty, turny, tooby, like you're saying, system that no one even has control over anymore. Like it's, it's impossible to understand. Right. And this is all on the point is this is all going into choosing your best nine, your best nine. <laughs> and so, so it's just, in a way, it's just, not it's impossible fair. to control. Right. And impossible to place an, a, a value on, or, or think you should gear more toward what best nine is telling you when what it's telling you is Instagram is taking over and it really has nothing to do with content followers. Right. It's Almost. just, it's telling you, you're just not doing it right. You're just, you're <laughs> not doing it right because we're not telling you how to do it right. Sorry. Well, you know, so from that stamp, I mean, almost everything I'm thinking about saying from best nine then is like null and void because Instagram is going to do their own thing anyway. Mm -hmm. But when I think, you know, so when I see, saw my best nine and it being mostly happy planner and mostly like, that producty kind of content that people who like the product also, you know, I, I, I could say to myself, well, then let me just dive into my happy planner and promote the shit and craft, which I will do anyway, believe me, I will do that. But when I really wanted to reflect and say, oh, but this doesn't, like, I looked at my best nine and said, this does not sum me up at all, or like sum me up what I, what I value at all. And then when I went through my feed from the year and was like, what are my true best nine, right? Which we'll talk about a little later, but this 
bicycle photo that I took next to this brick wall was one of them because it reminds me of this spontaneous bike trip that I took like at the end of summer, like locally in my neighborhood, exploring all these new parts I didn't know existed, finding this wall, like that spontaneous surprise moment that I captured is definitely one of my best nine because I will always remember that experience through that or the grainy, uh, you know, Insta story snap that I took holding my newborn baby cousin for the first time. That's in no way like Instagram level, like an image, but I will hold that image forever as the most dear of the year because she was born and I got to hold her for the first time and everything she brought to the year. Like, so things like that. And I'm going to put together, like we've put together our true best nine, right? Which is what this we're going to call you to do later. But yeah, like I came to the conclusion that I loved my stage efforts. I love my mini photo shoots. I love my brightened up planner pages. I love my planner strips. I love regramming colorful quotes, like everything that makes a good curated Instagram feed, I can love and appreciate. But what I love about my life and what sharing photos with an audience does for my soul has nothing to do with what other people want or expect from me, which I guess is happy planner stuff. <laughs> See, I don't know that that's true though, because if you're tagging happy planner and if you're adding happy planner, if you are putting your media in the happy planner, like circles on Instagram and you're like inserting it into the, the happy gram yeah. realm, it has so much more of an opportunity to be seen and grabbed by more people because of the way the algorithm works that mm. it's just there that audience grab is just so much bigger because of how corporate and how big like it's it's a testament to how well you grew the happy planner social media account that the ability because to that's of, what's pushing it yes oh. that's like 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 if you like the way people tag, like, you know. Um... So you're saying if I tag, let's do this example. So if I tagged my bike photo and let's say the picture with my baby cousin as like hashtag Starbucks, hashtag uh, happy planner, hashtag. If I tag those things that had nothing to do with those things, they would probably be in my best nine if they were just attached to like big grant hit Instagrams. Not necessarily because I don't think they'd resonate as well with the communities. Oh, they'd just be like confused. But like if like, you I'm were holding like your baby cousin inside of Starbucks with your red <laughs> cup, then yes. And the happy planner in the other hand. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. If you can create like a perfect curated brand moment, because like that's exactly what you're doing with happy planner. And people know you so well with happy planner. Like I'm, think about like, we've gotten so many amazing comments so far with the podcast about like, oh my God, I've loved Amanda so much from Mambi and her work with the happy planner. Like that's what people know you for. So like they can see the happy planner and then like they get joy from that. And so like, it doesn't even necessarily matter like what you've written in the comments. They're like, Oh my God, Amanda, I'm the happy planner. It makes me happy inside my heart. And because you're tagging happy planner, it's just brought out to so many more people. And like, again, it's just weird. It's just weird. And, but like the premise of best nine is kind of where I guess I'm reflecting on it. Because when I think of my best nine moments, 
you know, or the best, my best content to me is not the stuff that, that resonates in that way or not the brandy moments, you know, even though I do love and value and I'm proud of that work. So it's very, it's very strange because if you, so, so this leads me to think of two things. I don't know if you had anything to talk about thus far, but the first thing that all this chat makes me think of is going into the new year. How do I want to go about posting, right? How do I want to rework it? If you even want to rework it. And this made me think about a post from Elsie Larson, who's again, the brainchild behind a beautiful mass, but she has a personal blog called, um, the Larson house, I think the larsonhouse.com. And back in April, she wrote this post and it was called, um, what was the title of it? It was something like, uh, new intentions of my, my, uh, photography or something. So it was all about how, well, before we talk about that, you, have you been following her with her new baby? I cannot get enough of I cannot people stop what you're doing. If you have no idea about Elsie's adoption story and how, and how, oh my God. So yeah, she just, the beginning of December, she went to China. Baby stories. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. She's adorable. But that's where this post from April kind of came from. She knew that she was going to adopt and she was thinking about like with a kid being factored in, like all these new intentions for photography. And she says a lot in that post, like I'll link it in the show notes, but it's such a poignant post. Like she says something about having a baby on the horizon has been sending her into evaluation mode. And she says that Instagram is the best and worst thing that has ever happened to her photography because it's, you know, again, like brought up these wonderful moments that you probably wouldn't have been able to capture otherwise, but it's also starting to make it awkward to post a bad photo, even when it's a good memory. And that's a quote from her. And that's so true. And we've been finding that. And she goes, you know, I can't even, I can't turn my brain off even when I'm on vacation. She's still thinking about, she still, she says, I view my life in a photo as a photo, as an endless photo shoot, because you always want again, like Instagram to recognize that it's a good photo or more followers or, you know, so it's, it's, it was such an amazing post. And she talks about this phenomenon of like, how do I want to go? How do I want to reevaluate my intentions for what I post, right? Or like what I take as a picture. Because she says it's annoying how we don't, like even digital cameras, like when you used to do the film, like you would analyze the film and only print like the best of the best. And it's like, what about those blurry things that are still good memories that you want to hold on to? And I love that she kind of addressed that. And then with the baby in the picture, she wrote a new, um, a new post right before they left for China called fears and concerns about posting Nova's childhood. So like now she says like with her husband, um, he's not so crazy about photos. Like she is like people who love Instagram and love to post content. Like you're usually always taking selfies and it's a very comfortable thing, but for people in your life who aren't comfortable with this, like you need to set boundaries. You need to have respect there. She goes, but how do you know with a two-year-old, like what her opinions are about it? So she was talking about that. How, like, how can I factor my love for photography onto this kid who I don't know how she's going to feel about every, you know, and she, then she talked, she reflected about her own childhood. She's like, you know, my mom only took pictures at events and we didn't have like, she goes, and I still feel like I had enough from my childhood. Meanwhile, fast forward to 2017 and kids every day of their life are being documented. Like there's not a day goes by that 
these milestones and like it it just that blows my mind too not having children i'm like i think about this all the time when one comes along like how how are we still going to be in the moment she goes i remember being with my mom without a camera in my face and she wants that for her daughter so it's just like this it's a whole bunch of things she goes even even concerts like people just view concerts through their phone like the whole concert is being recorded yeah i have like a thousand just, we need to we need to have a whole episode on this i'm gonna write down yeah notes <laughs> well i mean we're episode. gonna yeah and we're gonna talk about like we planned an episode on like why we memory keep too that's a, i think part of this as well like Absolutely. it is a memory keeping process but where do you draw the line and because again like we're stuck in this matrix and now we know it now there's no escaping it like uh, in the past few years even when I was with Mambi and doing social media I felt like oh well it's just again this decoration like social media is this extra thing and we can still work around it and we can still call landlines and we can still but no like I feel like there's no way to get around it now it is the thing that we are communicating with like so that just blows my mind and then so, yeah, so I just feel like everyone's trying to capture these things and it's reflected in, again, like best nine and like what is liked the most on what you post. And I just feel like why isn't the goal anymore to be present? And maybe it is, but it's to be present with a phone in your hand. And and that's something that's so important to talk about and be aware of. And so, like, it's so funny because I've been listening lately to John Mayer's first album. Did you, room for squares is that like ever your album <laughs> did you ever like adam that was his best no see me, i, I have just... um you know here's my confession when <laughs> john mayer said that his uh member was racist then i could not be a john mayer oh. fan anymore completely 100 percent true i he's written off but i'm talking about <laughs> 2001 john mayer i'm talking about that first album i'm talking about before all that got to his head you know he wrote high school john mayer high school john mayer like bigger than my body john mayer let's just like forget about everything after that album but anyway <laughs> no i'm referencing it because i recently reheard his song three by five you ever heard hear that song i'll link it in the show notes but that song well that album came out in 2001 that song came out like in 2002 okay and the whole song is about like no more three by fives. Like, and one of his lines is today, I finally overcame trying to fit the world inside a, a picture frame. And this is all before Facebook. This is all before Instagram. But when you listen to that song now, and that song is like 18 years old, dude, like 17 years old, like whatever it is, it, it is old. But what he says, I'm like, that is exactly what I'm talking about. We're like, you know, and he says something too, like, um, you had to see it with your own two eyes. He goes, I'll try to explain it. Um, when I'm trying to, when I'm in the mood to lose my way with words, like sometimes there's no way to put into the word in words, like things that are going on around us, but yet we still try, like we're in a world of captions and hashtags. And like, we still try to do this and we play, place emphasis and importance on these things. But like, I don't know, like, I'm just baffled by this because I'm still stuck on, that's not truly why I post. Right. But it's what, seems to resonate or again like you said earlier like Instagram seems to think should resonate and it's it's damaging to our psyche in the long run I think 
One of the things I think is problematic is when we try to use technology to fill holes in our lives Mm -hmm. and not necessarily augment things. So I've been on the internet for a long time. Since I was very young, I've had internet friends. I've continued to have internet friends that I've had since I was a teenager. Social media is just a continuation of the media that we've had. And Mm -hmm. everything that we have is just a different version of what we've had before. In order to use it to its best potential, we need to not treat it as if it's this brand new thing that like we have no idea what to do with. It's or or it's like a means to an end, but not the end. Exactly. Like, feel, right. Yeah. Like you use it as a tool to promote authentically who you are, or authentically your message, or authentically your craft, or authentically your memory keeping, like even some people who don't keep albums like we do and print photos like we do use Instagram as their way to do what we do. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I feel like more power to you. Like and a disclaimer here, like we're not bashing if you do any of these things. We're just calling you to call awareness to it. That social media and, is and such like, we're, a big We're talking part. about Instagram a lot, but like there are a yeah. million social media networks and like we're right. Pick, pick one that works for you and like, be on one social media network or two social media networks like don't try to like i think one of the biggest problems is when everyone tries to be on every social media network and that's you know it's funny i guess some of the best social media talks i've had have been with my mom Mm -hmm. um i think that generational gap makes it super interesting um like my mom and i got into uh I don't want to call it a fight. My mom gets her feelings <laughs> hurt sometimes. Um, a tiff. Yeah, that's that's the perfect <laughs> word. A tiff. Um, like my mom got, and this is this is a long time ago, uh, years ago now. You know, my mom was like, "Kristen, why don't you respond to my messages on Facebook?" And I'm like, "Mom, <laughs> because I'm your daughter, and we talk on the phone, and we see each other in person. We don't need to talk on Facebook. Like, are, you know, you, you need to." There are certain relationships that you have with people on certain places. You know, some people you have a face-to-face relationship with. Some people you have a phone conversation relationship with. Some people you have a, you know, uh, we go to the bar every Wednesday night and have trivia relationship with. Some people you have a Facebook relationship with. Some people you have a, you know, pen pal relationship with. And these are things that have existed, you know, throughout time. Some We've pen pals have existed forever like Mm -hmm. that's not a new thing and so just because now we have like email and you know social media networks and that's how people communicate that's not new just because we're using social media to do it just because it happens instantly just because we can send pictures and videos and like weird things and like you know just because they can be made public doesn't mean that it's brand new like uh like okay hamilton shout out alexander Mm -hmm. hamilton had uh you know a torrid affair and he wrote it all down and like they published that shit like so just because you not everything you know we've had these conversations and we aim them at teens most of the time but like when you put something on social media it is public even if you Mm -hmm. want it to be private you know 
Teens, don't send naked pictures of yourselves to other people. <laughs> Politicians, PSA. don't send... Don't, if you don't want naked pictures of yourself on the internet, don't ever send them to anyone. Because God only knows who's going to get hacked and post them on the internet. But again, let's go yeah. back to Alexander people... Hamilton. They published his letters about his affair. Like, this has been happening forever. Like, it's right. not a new thing. And just because right. everyone has access to it on their phone, in their hand, on their watch, on their computer, it means it's just a lot more democratized. Right. And, you know, everyone can have a lot more anxiety about whether or yeah. not, like, their shit is going to go public and their lives are going to be ruined because of, you know, whatever. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think it wraps back to what you said about... um like the story you just told with your mom and how she was almost offended about something that didn't happen on social media. Like that's what's happening. People are, are placing their presence on social media at such a more higher importance. And you're like, and you said too, you're like, people are, are filling a gap with it or this void or there's something that's missing. And they feel like, well, now I have access to all these eyes. Like, that will fill me up or, you know, so it's all this, the so social media is weird and there's all these things to consider. And like what you said too, like pick one thing because I feel like people are, are desperately trying through multiple things, you know, and this is not everyone. Again, if you're a master at all trades and you do many social medias, excellent. We're not bashing social media or the use of it. Yeah, We're just, uh, yeah, no, I, on my angle, I just want to discuss this interesting phenomenon that's happening like social media is weird and it's crafty ass females trying to be aware of the world and like resourceful and dealing with traps of the mind which social media sometimes gets you in like I find like members of my family like apologizing to me about something they did or didn't do on social media and I'm like it's okay because I only use it to share a pretty page sometimes or like remember that I took a bike trip like it's okay like it isn't the end it's totally the not. means to an end right and people have to remember that so now the second thing I think of with all this best nine chat and all this like what we're talking about is why you know I have to ask like why are we placing so much emphasis on what we curate or what we post on what photos we take on the coordination of our feed like it even goes beyond what we were talking about earlier, right? Like I want a lot of followers. Let me, it, it even goes to like my feed needs to look pretty. Like, I don't know if yeah. there's an algorithm about pretty feeds, but like, I don't know how many, you know, and I fall into this trap too, guilty as charged. We're like, I'll go through my thing. Like there's even apps to like future Organize your plan. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I mean, does it work? Is it fun? Yes. Maybe it's your creative outlet. Awesome. Like you want to have a pretty feed. Like that's just another canvas. Like that's awesome. Like more power. Totally. To you. If that's where your creativity but, calls, you know, and you, maybe there's no exact answer that. to why we're placing so much emphasis on this. Maybe it's just rhetorical. Yeah. Maybe it's just a, a, a question opposed to reflection, but I need to tell this story because this is where the idea kind of for this post came from. Where recently, you know, it's Christmas time and it's the it's holiday season. And I, we all know from my intro story, if you've listened, I work at a restaurant. So one of my fellow waiters, you know, we're talking. It was a slow shift and we're talking and he says, hey, have you done Christmas shopping already? And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, little things here and there. Don't really have the money to go crazy. Plus, it's mostly adults. We have everything we need. I'm, you know, yeah, I, I went already. It's done. 
So he goes, oh, man, I just dropped 1500 on my girl. Da, 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 da. And he just starts talking about this crazy amount of money he spent on a Louis va- a bag on the, and like all this stuff that, again, is just what you'd expect, like maybe would make a good Christmas gift, you know, or what, you know, this celebrity said would make a good kid. I don't know. But he's talking and he just had a newborn baby girl this summer. She's freaking the cutest thing I ever seen in my life. You know, he's, he's working at a restaurant just like I am. We're, we're hustling, trying to do our thing. And I just thought to myself, like, Jay, like, I love him to death. He's my brother. Like, we're troops in the same, you know, battle. But I'm thinking to myself, like, Jay, that's a little excessive. Like, you know, and, I, and I'm telling this story to my mom. I said, Ma, I can't believe, like, he bought a $1,500, like, bag. Like, you know, I would never even want that. Like, but that's just me. I don't know. And my mom just turned to me and she says, yeah, it's all posturing. And that was literally just how she ended the conversation. But I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly the word. It's posturing. And, like, then I just went on this, like, posturing excursion, right? And I like looked up the dictionary definition. And the one that most resonated was like, so to posturing means to position, especially strategically, <clears throat> Instagram. Um, it, and then to act in an affected or artificial manner as to create a certain impression. And I was like, oh my God, posturing. And I was like, that's totally it. And I was like, that's totally what I'm talking about. Posturing from companies, posturing from algorithms, posturing from, that's the word. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And like, and so, you know, we all want to be loved. And sometimes I feel like sometimes intentionally, right? Sometimes it's a manipulative thing. Mm -hmm. And, and we say, oh, this thing will give us love or make it appear this way. And I want to appear this way. So here I go. So sometimes it is intentional, but I think sometimes just unintentionally, just like a pathological liar, unintentionally lies because it's just what they're culturally conditioned to do, I guess. Right. I don't even know. We should look more into that issue, but I feel like sometimes it's unintentional and it's easy to manipulate a feed so it's perceived, so you're perceived as someone who is loved as opposed to living in a way that garners authentic affection and like admiration. (laughs) And I think that's what I mean. I, I, I feel like we should be aware when that's going on. And it's like, you know, when I, when I think of planning and again, my best nine and all this planning stuff, I do love that stuff. Like I love planning. Like I love this stuff. So you have to ask yourself, do I love this stuff or do I love the attention this stuff is getting me? Yeah. So once it crosses over that line of like, Oh God, I love this attention. Then it becomes this thing you have to feed mm-hmm. because you love what it's, how it's making you feel. And so that's, I mean, and the perfect example, the best example this year that I could think of is like that unicorn frappuccino. Like, like what? I'm sorry, but those, that was the weirdest day of my life. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry, but I just don't get what that was. Like, again, if you went out and got one, that's okay. Like you wanted to see what it was all about. I get it. But look how fast, like everyone completely forgot about it. It was just this trend that was pushed 
And how many people actually liked the taste of a unicorn frappuccino? Like, has anyone been asking for it to come back? Like, I don't think so. It was just this thing that garnered attention. And if you went out and got one, the attention was on you for a split second. I mean, right. yes, and it no, looked pretty. It looked, which I am all for. If something looks pretty, I will go out and get it or like bum rush to have it. Like, Right. And that works once. And if it looks pretty and is cool and, you know, wants to be on Instagram, that, you know, it works once. And if it doesn't have substance, right, no one's clamoring for their second unicorn frappuccino. <laughs> hey, unicorn frappuccino, man, I still am baffled by that that whole day. <laughs> But like, sure, if you if that's what you want, if you want like right. a ton of attention for one day, that's I'm cool. But yeah, like, know so that cool. that's, that's what know that's what you're getting. Right, and I feel like so often we say, you know, we talk about it being toxic to compare ourselves to somebody else's highlight reel. Right, that's the cliche. Mm-hmm. That's the overused quote. And that can be true if you take a highlight reel in and process it in an obsessive detrimental way filled with jealousy and like victimhood of why can't that be you? I do feel like comparing yourself to a highlight reel could be dangerous. However, I feel like highlight reels for the most part are super inspiring. They make me want to go out and try and figure out what my highlight reel is. Like, I feel like 90% of my memory keeping is highlight reels. Like just things that are highlights of my life that I want to celebrate and be thankful for And almost like blessings. So I don't think that highlight reel is the thing that's the toxic part. I think it's the posturing. I think that that's absolutely true. Yeah, where Um, if you post a highlight reel or something that you consider a blessing, it motivates me. Like, I'm excited to see that and I'm happy for you. Yeah, and I think that that part where you started to get in on the attention is really, like, when you started talking about posturing, uh, mm -hmm. One of the things that I started to think about was uh, in my story episode, I talked a lot about my headaches and how I didn't start talking uh, about my headaches on social media for a really long time. And so like part of about part of this is about like my anxiety levels go like up and down whenever I hear someone say that they're uh, they're concerned for me because I feel like concerned is such a, a loaded word. And even when someone's being like a thousand percent generous with their concern, I feel like guilty. I feel guilty that like my chronic pain and like my disorder and like my general brokenness is a cause for concern in their lives. And like that, that this thing that's wrong with me is then being something that's put making, on yes, exactly. Put on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like that sucks. And then on the other hand, like there are people who are just passively aggressively concerned and like that makes me stabby. I've had, um, explain. Yeah, I've had a lot of bad, unfun, and downright, like, shitty conversations with people um, in person, too, who are uh, concerned with my headache. Oh, God. And in some ways, it's a lot worse (laughs) on social media. Um, Yeah. People feel the need to offer a ton of unsolicited advice and with uh, a lot less context. The unsolicited advice on social media comes without any tone, and it's not usually thought out very well. And um, it's super random. And, like, no one is asking for that. Like, no one wants your unsolicited advice. This is a PSA for everyone out there. Um, (laughs) No one wants your unsolicited advice on their medical illness. I feel like pregnant women go through that a lot. 
Right. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. no one is, no one is asking for that. And just be kind, be, be thoughtful and just like and because say, thank you. Something like that. Yeah. Like it's a lot of information that you're dealing with. And then to have added information constantly on top in the form of advice or whatever is just more you're piling on to what I have to process and how to deal with my own shit. Exactly. So um, I'm oh, going to yeah. say something controversial. So uh, this is why I delete comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really don't give a shit. Um, so like, here's the thing. Here's my, uh, my, what I'm going to compare it to. When someone passed me a shitty note in high school, uh, I threw it wow. out. <laughs> because if someone's being an asshole to you, uh, odds are they're doing it to uh, get a rise out of you. So by deleting it, it doesn't exist anymore, and there's nothing for you to get a rise out of. Um, don't yeah. hold on to things that are going to make you feel bad about yourself, especially when you have the simple option of deleting them. It's not like the person who left that shitty comment is going to like come back to your profile and just like keep checking that it's still there. You're the one who has to see it on your uh, feed. So, like, right. don't. And do you feel like sometimes those we call them nice nasty my girl my girl nita patterson (laughs) my girl nita patterson gave me that um that phrase nice nasty where you know the undertone is nasty but on the surface it's totally nice and do you feel like nice nasties are doing it for the attention or doing it as a form of posturing yes i think that's depth definitely the posturing. I think it's a lot of the posturing. I think it's a lot of the attention. I think a lot of it is jealousy and a lot of like, I think a lot of it is like that. Or wanting to be heard. I don't really understand it. Yes. Yeah. And just wanting to be heard for a second, maybe. Yeah. And totally like, um, and so, okay. So I don't, I, I, and then there's the thing. I don't delete a lot of social media comments at all. Like, I think I Mm -hmm. deleted, like, maybe five all year. Mm -hmm. So this is not, like, something I go and do, like, all the time. Um, But, again, it's my social media space. Like, I post a picture that I took. I took a while to think of the comment. I wrote it out. It's, you know, my intellectual property. Sure, I don't own the space. I don't own the Instagram space. But I rent it. That's my space, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't own, you know, the apartment that I used to live in doesn't mean that I don't let people treat me like shit in my apartment. Right. I would kick them out right. of my apartment. Um, my pages, so my photos, yeah. my chat walls, that's my home on the internet. And I'm not going to let people treat me like shit. I'm also not going to let people treat my other people like shit, too. Mm. Which I've had a couple of times. People leave, you know, like nice comments or whatever. And then people come and follow up and be like assholes to them. Um we don't allow that. Just like, mm-hmm. um, everyone love everyone. My cousin came up with this, um, as, uh, I like it. I know. Just like, don't be drama. Like there, there are some really great places for drama in your life. Mm-hmm. Social media is and, not a great place for drama. And I feel like if everyone loved everyone, then there wouldn't be this need to posture on social media in order to be loved. Like it's almost like an avoidance or a validation thing to I, need the likes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like, and, and yeah. How many authentic love, what, what, what likes was the do quote? you actually need? Wait, what? Right. Uh, well, and then on the likes that, what did you just say? Like love, everyone, love everyone. Everyone. Lo- ELE. Right? Yeah. Everyone, love everyone. Uh, <laughs> I love it. And I just feel like on that note too, 
why are people so stingy with likes in the first place? Like, do you feel that? Like, yeah, that's the way that you know this is true is when you post a video and you notice that there are 30,000 views, but 1,000 likes. Like, that's crazy. So you've, yeah, I'm like, wait, you viewed this and then was like, nah, it takes too long to push a heart. Like, that's what I'm saying. I feel like if everyone was more generous with their likes in general, whether or not it affects your algorithm or right, whether totally. not, just be more open-hearted. Like if you watch something, yeah, open-hearted, push the heart. It takes one second of your life. Totally. So I know I, at this point, I feel like a lot of people might be like, gosh, why are they think they, they're overthinking this? They're thinking so much about this stuff. But in truth, this stuff, like we started out saying, is taking over our lives. Like this is the new way we are communicating. It is affecting our identity. It's affecting our emotions. It's affecting our businesses. Like it's affecting our relationships. Like this is not a little topic anymore. It's not an extra topic. Like it is something we need to be aware of and awareness of what might be brainwashing you is a good thing to bring to the surface. (laughs) And this episode is absolutely coming out on Christmas. So if you're listening to it on Christmas, that means you have gone on a social media site and you are on the internet on Christmas. Um, so, <laughs> and we think that that's awesome because we're definitely going to listen, listen to this episode. But also, so, like, social media is weird and social media is awesome. But yeah, part of who I am authentically is someone who crazily analyzes everything she loves. Mm-hmm. So this episode is, actually, this is my love note to social media and to Instagram and like I liked my best nine I was really happy with my best nine this year I think one or two of them like were you know I I would swap out one or two of them for uh, a different one or two but like Mm -hmm. I thought that the the best nine for me were actually pretty spot on they skewed pretty recently was it mostly crafts it was almost entirely I think I think it's all well okay so it's all crafts except for our podcast logo it's all crafts except for our podcast logo um and they're all pretty recent which i thought was interesting because i haven't really gained a significant amount of followers over the last year Mm -hmm. um but my engagement has been way 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 up over uh Mm. the last year which i know is a huge factor in moving things up on the the feed if i were adding some additional pictures i'd probably put in uh one photo of my garden tomatoes i took a really great photo i went out and i i love them there's one i picked all different colored tomatoes from the garden and i arranged them in rainbow order because things in rainbow order make me so happy that i can't even like it makes me super hyper manic thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) um they're adorable i need to to print that out but that's your highlight reel and i'm like I'm like, I'm going to grow uh, tomatoes one day like Kristen. Like, it's it, the highlight reel of how much you love tomatoes, even though it's not on your top nine, makes me love tomatoes. <laughs> no, they're amazing. Everything else, like, I was surprised by how well a couple of my pictures did because they're not fantastic projects. But th- I know the comments were, like, the the not the comments, whatever, the post, the wording, the content was really, really good. So that made me super happy. I was really happy about that. None so I guess Thursday three made it. No, my Thursday threes don't really get a lot of. Those are like one, my favorite. 
of yours. That's like my favorite content you put out because I love how you explore these little parts that would never have an image or would never have, like, I love how you explain three things that I could almost always identify with one, like one or two or all three, but like, it's a little check-in once a week and it's so real, but that's what I gravitate to. I don't know. See, like, so my Thursday threes wind up getting like a bunch of comments. I love the engagement because I get to talk to like my favorite people during the week and like my favorite people check in and we have conversations and I like to chat and like on this huge macro level of like Instagram thinking things are important. It's not. But does that mean I'm going to stop doing it? No. Right. Because it's so who I you mean, are. it's so right. And so who I am. And uh, in the you next episode, we're going to talk it. about our goals for 2018. And one of them is Project Life. And it's the perfect thing to put in Project Life every week. Mm-hmm. And, it's... and it it appeals to, again, that like vocation in you that loves to band together women mm-hmm. and you tag other people like and I feel like that is so her like it's so authentic. And again, it's it could be, you know, perceived as passion like, oh, yeah, let me get all these people. But it's so authentically you and that so comes across that. No, it isn't like, you know, what I mean? like it's I feel like how people use hashtags and how authentically they participate in something is what distinguishes like yeah. I think that's I think that's I love your Thursday I love your Thursday do you want to tell people about our challenge definitely I mean we'll wrap I'm just gonna wrap up this episode saying that like I hope what came across is that you know we're, we we want to remind you because I know I need the reminding that your value is not wrapped up in things that could be wrapped up, right? Like it's Christmas and whatever you open, like it might be fun, but it's not, you know, look around you, look at the people around you and look at, you know, what the traditions you've built kind of thing. And, you know, it's not what, it's not how you're portrayed on the screen or what gets you the most likes. Like, I hope that's the message that kind of came across because your value, like we need to remember that value is inherent. Like we are born with value. The things that we appreciate and we like, the things that naturally come out of us are valuable. Absolutely. They can't like put a number on that. And like, I was thinking about the Maybelline quote. that's like, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Like it's not, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's an Instagram algorithm. Like that's not how it goes. It's like, you're born with it. Like you are valuable. (laughs) Like, yeah. Just because you posted a photograph at three o'clock in the morning doesn't mean you're 10% less valuable than if you posted a photograph at three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So hold on to that value that is inherent, like constantly remind yourself that you are valuable and it's inherent, like that word ringing in my ears, like no matter what you post, it's valuable. Yeah. So on that note, our call to action for this week's episode, it's our first real challenge. Um, So with all this newfound awareness, hopefully garnered from this episode, Our first real crafty ass female challenge, if you choose to accept, is search what your hashtag 2017 best nine are and assess the images that appear. Kind of like me and Kristen did. Kristen liked the majority of hers. I appreciated the majority of mine, but wouldn't exactly call them my best nine. Um, Yeah. So like what did followers and viewers and Instagram find most appealing and valuable from your feed and then reflect on what moments posted to your feed that you would consider your true best nine so we want to challenge you to kind of make a collage of that right so we'll link to a couple of collage apps in the show notes if you don't 
you know, have access to them or know what to, how to create a collage, but it's up to you post it on your Instagram or don't post. But if you decide to post your hashtag, my 2017 true real nine, what is the hashtag we're going to use? What is the hashtag? Our hashtag yeah, is hashtag we'll my true 2017 best nine. My true 2017 best nine. So that'll be the hashtag of the nine that you pick that you feel, you know, is a good representation of like the things that you loved about this year, not necessarily what followers did or Instagram says. Yeah. Tag Crafty Ask Female too. Yeah. So fun, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic Christmas. Have a fantastic rest of 2017. We will catch you <laughs> on January 1st. Um, if you love our show, absolutely leave us a rating in iTunes. A written review is fantastic. And please, please, please subscribe. Have a wonderful week. Make some awesome crafty things. And we will talk to you soon.